Welcome to Tuning Japanese, the podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm Matt, and I don't how... Oh, wait, I guess I do. <laughs> Here's <What>? Bill. <laughs> hey. And here is Andy. Oh my god, we have a special guest! Here we do. Hi, guys! Who is it? Hi. <laughs> Who is this? Hello. Uh, hey, everyone. He's the unofficial fourth member of this. Third, well, third member? Fifth? Fifth. Well. He got Thurk, too. Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to figure out if he fits above or below Thurk. I don't know. Oh. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll take numbers. I'll take six. How's that? Okay, that sounds, <laughs> okay, okay. that sounds perfectly fair. Uh, so, welcome. You guys, uh, we've got a very special guest with us today. It is Super Fan Matt joining us again for another episode of this wonderful podcast. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. Of course. Uh, so we were chatting back and forth uh, you know, for quite a while, trying to figure out how to get you back on the show for all of your great support, which we appreciate tremendously, and figured, you know, this would be a good way to do it, uh, kind of wrapping up our final discussion here of wolf's reign bill yep. so welcome to my done. basement <laughs> yes welcome to the basement perfect wonderful i love it uh, a lot of spider webs around here how often do you clean <laughs> this part never <laughs> bill doesn't clean this his is wife. the dungeon his wife handles that for him <laughs> uh we are here today to talk about the finale uh and by finale i mean just just kind of wrapping up our discussion of the anime that is wolf's reign after a good long year stint of going through this damn show. Yes. We finally hit the end, uh, and we are ready to talk about some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite characters, episodes, uh, kind of waxing poetic about what the hell this anime is even about. Uh, Bill's done some research in lieu of Josh this week. Uh, and yeah, it should be a really good time, I think. And I'm very interested to get some of your feedback and your ideas, Matt, and kind of what you think of the show overall. There have been a few things that I've wanted to talk about over the course of it, and uh, if it helps at all, it hasn't felt like a year to me. Well, good. That, good. I'm that, glad. That makes me feel so much better. It has felt like a year to me. Oh, <laughs> I still do like this show. I guess let's, let's start there. Let's start with just general assessments. Now that we've had some time to absorb the entire show, to like think about it, you know, going through. So if we had to rank this in with either like, let's say like a top like a, like a ranking system of zero to 10 or like kind of ranking it amongst the other anime that we've talked about on this show. Uh, I'm kind of curious, like where does this anime uh, sort of sit or fit for you? Uh, and let's go ahead and start with our guest, Matt, what are your overall like sort of impressions of this particular show? Well, overall, I'd still give this show a strong seven out of 10 rating. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. What, uh, what influences, your decision of like a 7 out of 10 in comparison to something much lower or something much higher? Well, uh, it's been uh, 16 years since it came out, right? Roughly? Roughly, yes. And uh, it still holds up for me. Uh, there, It's, of course, lacking in some areas. Four episodes of recap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More on that later. More on that later, among other problems. Uh, but I still enjoy the characters and the journey and and hating that bitch Jagara. <laughs> That's a direct quote. Uh, so, wonderful. Hey, Bill. This time it was a direct quote. This time it actually was. It li that's There's so much level of meta there. Hey, Bill. Hi. Uh, so, if you had to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, this anime, your rating on my anime list uh, or on IMDb, where would you place Wolf Strain now that things are all said and done and we've talked about it for the last year? 
I, I think uh, Matt seven is fair. I would probably be just, I, I really have to think about it because uh, plot wise, it got a lot better as it went. As we've constantly said, art wise, it's impeccable. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh yeah. Uh, mu- musically, it's yeah. I think probably plot alone, I'd probably say five. I think seven's probably fair. Okay. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher. I know it was my pick, and it's something that means a lot to me. Uh, this particular show it has a, I have a lot of personal connections with it, and as we've talked about over the course of the last year. My feelings have shifted, I think, this viewing um, in a lot of ways. But if I had to give it an overall rating, I probably still would give it um, maybe either a 7.5 or an 8 out of 10. Um, I went back, as we'll talk about in a little bit, looking through and, and kind of not re-watching, but re-reading like, the summaries of each of the, uh, of the different episodes of the series. And I think there's more gold here than we gave it credit for, at least in my mind. So I, I go a little higher, maybe a 7.5 or an 8. I think it probably got there at the end. Yeah. Well, the end was fantastic. But I was trying to go for an average of yeah. across. Okay. That's fair. Um, so, Matt, you uh, you you watched this uh, anime. Did you watch this when this first came out? I did. Fan subbed. Oh, nice. So you watched it. Uh, you you watched it when it's coming out in Japan, then. Yep, I had a friend who supplied me with uh, the episodes. Nice. That's actually that's pretty cool. Um, we've talked about that on the podcast before. How like that was kind of my experience a lot of times with anime. A buddy of mine that would copy them onto VHS tapes, uh, and I would be able to watch them that way. So the the suppliers when they supplied it. Uh, when they got caught later, did they deny it? <laughs> I'm going to deny that whole statement there, if you don't mind. <laughs> That's fair. So you're watching a fan-subbed version. So you had to wait then, right? Uh, because when the first 26 episodes ended, there was a bit of a wait between that and the OVA, if I'm correct. Yeah, about six months or so, I think. So how was that experience? Because for those that watched it in America when it released... There was not that break. Everything still kind of came out sequentially. And also when it was released in America, they skipped over those those filler episodes uh, in the original airing in America, too. Yes, they did. I watched, <laughs> I watched each one of those as they came out. Of course, totally not expecting that there would be just one more to get through. Just, just one more. Just one more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I was used to waiting for episodes back then. Right. It was a different time. Even I don't think our fan subs these days they even still exist. I'm not sure. I don't know if they need to exist anymore. Honestly, no. Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yes, in something like uh, in like parody, absolutely. Oh, Aside yeah. from parody. I don't really think there there is a need. I mean, you've got so much of those simultaneous castings, right, on things like Funimation and Crunchyroll anymore. Yeah. Well, there's money to be made now. It's true. It's true. They know they can get a bunch of otaku's wallets open and uh, take their money from them. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. We should create our own fan sub. Ooh. Like, I'm sure we can. There's a, there's a market for that. I'm sure, right? We couldn't get in any legal trouble at all. Yeah. No. If we supply them, we'll have to deny them. See? <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. I can I can be a sub. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, so, <laughs> anywho. I think Andrew's been a sub. Uh, I have had a sub sandwich before, yes. You've been thank a you. sub. Uh, I, yes, I was a substitute teacher. That's right. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I was. I was a substitute teacher. I'd be the right. clean one for once. You are. You're good on you, Bill. Topsy-turvy world. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, so I wanted to spend some time talking about the characters of this show. This is one of those shows where 
the characters, it's very character driven. There is a really important story here, but as we've talked about, the story takes back seat oftentimes and isn't explained very well. And that's why we have Bill here this week. I mean, because it's his basement too, and he's always here right. um, to kind of go over some of those details. But I just want to start with characters. Uh, if you had to pick like one or two characters as your favorite from this anime, who would that be? Uh, and Matt, you can start if you want. Oh, let's see. Back when I first saw it, I, believe it or not, I actually liked Toboy a lot. What was it about Toboy? Uh, I liked the uh, idea of the uh, younger, out-of-his-depth member of the group. You're a scrappy-do kind of guy? Well, not so much. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, <laughs> avoid any uh, such Hanna-Barbera connections. <laughs> that guy was nobody's favorite. The kind way to say that is you're a Pidge kind of guy. Yes, okay, you know, you're right. That's better. I think that's a much more fair assessment. Toboy definitely grew on me a lot over the course of this viewing of the anime. I think it's something that I went in all the other times I'd seen it very much against Toboy. Whiny, annoying. I remember you hating on Toboy as we started it. Yes. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. And I think by the end of this viewing, I, I really genuinely started to like him. I mean, he is kind of dumb, but... He's he's not dumb. He's young. There's a difference. <laughs> young, dumb. It's, it's a th okay. It's a thin line difference, but it's there if you've got a magnifying glass. <laughs> true, true. Bill, give me a character that you think is your favorite from this season. Uh, to nobody's shock, Blue. <gasps> All right, I am I am yeah. very shocked, <laughs> baffled. Uh, so you want to elucidate a little bit uh, on on Blue? We've talked a lot about Blue before, but of all the characters, why do you think Blue really kind of fits as? Well, she's got the most interesting story for sure. Uh, she's some of it probably is just, she's just part dog, mm -hmm. and I like dogs. Yeah. Right. It's probably not totally out of the depths to say that she's a big burly gray girl dog, of which I have one. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. You know, she kind of reminds me of Abby. <laughs> I can see that. But yeah, just the conflict there, the fact that she loves Quint and. Now he hates her for something she can't control, and it's all heartbreaking. And also, she's just badass and competent. That she is. In in a way that the others just never are. Yeah. Well, she's had a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, training with Quint over the years. Right. It makes total sense that, you know, running with a hunter and hunting other wolves means she is above and beyond them. Yep. So I guess if I had to choose one character, uh, it would definitely be Spit and Sam. No, I'm just kidding. Um, although Spit <laughs> and Sam, not. Spit, and, I do love Spit and Sam. I love me a good minor. <laughs> I love me. A, I love me a good minor character. Someone who just has so much color to them. You know, like here I am. I sell these old, ancient, like antiques, but I'm going to spit in them too, and then charge you double for it. No, Spit and Sam's great. But if I had to choose one character from this series that I like more than any other, I'm still going to have to go with Hub. And I guess for me, Hub is the sort of like, throughout, he's such a fish out of water. Like, he doesn't know what's going on, really. He's kind of bumbling a little bit. I think that's, you know, I, I see a little bit of myself in that. In the fact that, like, he doesn't always know what's going, like, doesn't always understand what's going on. And I'm kind of that way sometimes. I'm a little oblivious. He kind of starts as a POV character, kind of. He does. I would agree with that. And... I think his relationship with Cher is really interesting. I just think he's a genuinely cool and interesting character for an anime all about wolves. 
<laughs> all you know? about yeah. wolves. All about wolves. All of, yeah, right. All of, all about the wolves. Um, you know, but, you it's know, kind of refreshing. Yeah, it's it is. And uh, I guess if I had to say, I only said who my character favorite character was then. Now I suppose it's uh, blue. But if I'm really going out there, it's blue and Quint. Uh, Got to come up with sort of a, a mixed name for them. Uh, Blunt. No, that doesn't. Sound <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Blint. Blint. Uh, something like that. Mm. Anyway, we'll, uh, those we'll, two together. We'll fix are, that in post. Yeah. <laughs> Those two together are a great "quote unquote" couple, in my opinion. I would agree with that. I, if he had pressed me for a second character, yeah, probably Quint. Mm-hmm. When you said before that you can kind of see Quint and me, or me and Quint. Mm-hmm. A, ouch, that hit that hit a little close. <laughs> um, but you're not wrong. I do see kind of an interesting dynamic in those two characters that I think exists in our in, in the both of us in some way. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things that kind of draws me to uh, to Hub. Um, so if we're talking about characters that maybe we didn't like, or you, or even maybe even to phrase it differently, like how would you fix some of the characters that we had problems with in this series? And Bill, I want to start with you on this one because I think I know where you're going to go. Make Kiba interesting. <laughs> Give him anything other than generic pretty boy hero. Mm-hmm. But he's got such a good voice actor. He does, but he's he needs to be a character that deserves such a good voice actor. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I see it. What 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 are your thoughts on Kiba as our as our main character map? He's about as white wolf as you can get, isn't he? <laughs> Without the cool vampires and demons and shit. I was not thinking that, but uh all right, I'll concede that too. <laughs> but uh you know, as the uh as your uh, typical protagonist, he's serviceable. I suppose. What do you think of the relationship that goes on between him and uh, oh, what's her name, Cheza? Cheza. Uh, is is that for me that relationship? While the main relationship of like really honestly the main relationship of the series, the, the alpha couple, yes, did not hit me anywhere near as good as as much as Sharon Hub, as Blue and Quint. Hell, even in Blue, some ways, Blue and Hige, which has its it's rife with its own issues and problems. Um, like, what do you think of, of that coupling? Well, uh, we are talking about a uh, union of plant and animal, which is much harder than animal-animal relationships. It's called interspecies erotica. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't say it doesn't quite go that far for the erotica, but uh, hey, I like a nice interspecies platonic love. <laughs> you, they, can't, they can't consummate it. She's full of poison, remember? Well, Kiba's into it, though, because, I mean, the, the cat, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the cat. That's his kink. That's true. He's into <laughs> things that aren't wolves, apparently. That is his one defining character trait. Is that, is that he's, he's, he's a little kinky. He's into things that aren't wolves. He's a little kinky. Oh, Lord. I think, for me, it's got to be Hige. Like, I, I went a complete, like, 180 on the character that I disliked the most. Um... With Toboe, I, I I went in not liking Toboe at all. I went in thinking, oh, here we're gonna, here's going to be another like view through of this whiny, bitchy little kid who just drives me nuts. Uh-huh. Um, but by the end, it really, it was Hige that drove me nuts for all the reasons that we've talked about on the podcast before. He's such a problematic character in so many ways. This sort of entitled, male, chauvinistic at least in my perception, 
of him as a character. Um, you know, I'm entitled to get the girl. I'm going to fight for the girl. I'm going to take, in the name of chivalry, the agency away from Lou's character in, in, and neutering her in several like, cases uh, throughout this series. Uh, I'm curious, Matt, if you felt the same way at all, kind of going back through this or even in some of your previous viewings of Hige's a character. All right, so you traded in your Tobo away for your Hige Be Gone. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and I can understand that. Uh, I don't have any strong feelings about Hige, really. He's What was his basic role there? To get them into trouble at Jagara's? Is that about it? Uh, pretty much, like as far as his importance to the story was, I'm a traitor, but I didn't know I was a traitor, and now I'm going to feel bad about it. For the rest of the series. Which wasn't long. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, definitely did not last a whole lot longer after that fact. Hige is, for me, probably one of the more troubling characters that I would have... I definitely would have fixed uh, some things specifically with his relationship with Blue. He does not deserve her. No, I agree completely. He me definitely too. doesn't. I think Blue should have stood up for herself more. You know, when he goes running off you know, she follows him or something in that scene right. instead of just staying back. Of course, then you wouldn't have had like the, the moment with her and Quint later on. Um, but still, I think, I, I think that was a, a poor choice. There could have been a better reason for her to stay behind. Right. So just, just riding just her out. The man said too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, what about Cher? I want to talk about Cher a little bit because if we talk about weak females, I feel like she some, in some ways also kind of succumbs to this idea of like, like, she's in the forefront in some cases, but in other cases, like, especially at the end where she's just following uh, Darsha around. She starts out pretty strong, but I think she weakens as the show goes. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah, she just kind of plays tag along, I think, and, and doesn't really do much. Um, aside from, again, you know, they kind of fridge her, yep. you know, to, to up the impact of, like, what Hub is going through. Yep. Mm -hmm. So... It's definitely an anime with its flaws, with the, the pacing and the storytelling and the characterization. I would have much rather seen Hub die in the car and get Aerist into the, into the, the water. water. <laughs> and then her die as the last human alive. Hey, speaking of last human alive, mm -hmm. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. So, Bill did some research on this. Because if anyone who's listening who has been following our discussion of Wolf's Reign... You know, we've had some really good talks, some really good kind of like trying to figure out what's going on. But one of the another flaw of this anime is that they don't spell out a lot of what's going on very clearly. Right. And you did some research, Bill, on a few things. Yep, I did um, some reading. You did some reading. Ooh. And what what are some of the things I just want to kind of because you and I have talked off mic about some of these things, but I, I want to kind of delve into them further here. So let's start with the idea of the last people on earth sort of thing. So like, let's talk about that. Cause I did not know any of this from my reading. I don't know if this was drawn from the, the manga source or it was just spelled out better in Japan. Mm -hmm. Our main characters there in the last couple episodes are apparently the last living things on earth. So when hub falls off that cliff and dies, he is the last human to die. That's pretty much, that's what pretty much what I figured. Have you read the manga? No, I have not. Okay. Yeah. Neither have we. So, like, we're we're not we're only drawing our knowledge from mostly from the obviously the anime and what little we've read. But it's one of those things where I wish they would have spelled that out a little bit more. Right. At the very end of the show, Kiba is the last living thing. 
it thus starts the cycle of reincarnation and and rebirth and and all right. of that. Uh, which you also did some research into, I think, with the religion. Now we talked quite a bit, especially in the very beginning, about you know, like, is there some sort of influence of like Native American mythology or you know uh, some sort of like you know, Eastern culture. And you did some, you did find some stuff on the religion uh, and kind of what it drew from. Correct. Yep. Quick question. Is Kiba the big bang? Kind of. Ooh, I kind of like that. Kind of. Okay. There's definitely been some stuff written that there's some Japanese wordplay going on here that was not obvious to us in that. the word for wolf is Okami. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like the word the video for God. Game. Love that game. It's a good game. I never played it. It's very good. The word for God is Kami. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okami. Also the word for God's plural. Interesting. Interesting. So there's a, there is a word play there with gods and wolf. That may have been a more obvious thing to somebody that spoke, spoke Japanese. I never would have put those together. The other part of this is, and I guess if you were Japanese, you'd see it better um, is that this plays with some Buddhist ideas and tenets. Okay. Such as? The wolves at the top, they represent pride. Okay. I guess these are the the levels of sin or attachment or something in, okay. Okay. in Buddhism. Again, I don't right, you subscribe don't... to Buddhism. Right. I've done some very limited research into it for the, the show. I don't claim to be an expert here. Yes, let's make that very clear. We are not experts on Buddhism. This is just kind of pulled from from some different sources here. The wolves as gods represent pride. Okay. The demigods are the nobles, representing jealousy. That tracks. I could I could see that sort of connection between the two. The next level down, humans are supposed to represent desire. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then your very bottom tier um, is the animal tier representing ignorance. Oh, okay. That makes that makes sense to me. And so, when the world rebo- is reborn, depending on your actions, your karma, mm-hmm. you can move up or down those levels. Right. Okay. So, when we get to the end of the anime, and everything is reborn. Oh. Uh-huh, right? Oh oh oh. Yeah, I'm curious because we see them. In human form. They're human now, perhaps. That's well, yes. my thought. And that was kind of my... Th- They've gone down. Yes. Huh. Well, they... The other thing there is... Again, from stuff I was reading. Yeah. And I feel like we may have had some inconsistencies here. Mm-hmm. Or this may just be wrong. But each one of the wolves at the end, as humans, are doing things that the wolves could not have done. Okay. Such as? Sume's riding a motorcycle. Okay, right. Yep. Um, Hige is literally holding his food in his hand. Right. Okay. Uh, Toboy's is a little, his is a little less subtle, or a little more subtle, mm-hmm. but that kitten is not reflexively running from him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Would be freaking out if it could, it, we could tell that it would be a wolf. Yes. Absolutely. Also, nice. in my headcanon, I kind of hope that kitten is uh, Quint. <laughs> oh, that would be, oh my God. What if it is? Adorbs. What if it is? That would be the best. I had a similar thought, but I was hoping that they might uh, change the humans into uh, wolves or something for this time around. But uh, that would be adorable. That would be. It would have been nice to see them all moved. That's so up a level cool. instead of down a level. And then, yeah. and then you got but like 
I guess we don't see much of the nobles at all. Uh, at, at thank the, at goodness. The end. Yeah, right. thank goodness is right. Um, well, oh, they would have. Cool. If they moved down, they would have just moved down to humans. Okay. So they would just be yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. On the other hand, I think there's probably something to be said for that. Even though if you've been moved down the ladder of reincarnation, you can. It's still perfectly viable to find happiness there. And maybe they've found uh, some measure of happiness they didn't have when they were higher up on the ladder. Right. Yeah, that's possible. And they can always try again. Right. I mean, we did talk about in the last episode, that last scene where the flower is growing and it has it's still tainted by uh, Darsha's kind of dark energy. Yep. Right? So, like, there's this darkness that still exists that's still going to cling through. No matter, you know, even if the world is reincarnated, you can't get rid of evil. Either that, or if they do it again, eventually they'll do it right, and Darsha won't be there. Because oh. Darsha does, he's the one that says, like, it doesn't have perfect this because it doesn't have per- good because it doesn't have a perfect bad. Yeah. Yep. You know, maybe if you ever did it right, you know, everybody was pure, everybody can move up, Darsha was defeated, darkness was defeated, maybe you would move to a less of a reincarnation, more of a heaven. Whoa. This yeah. is deep shit. <laughs> it really, it is. It really is. Although, <sighs> I have to say, personally, though, I this sort of paradise is not a place that I would want to end up. I find too much meaning in in living for that to be where I would want to go. I'd prefer to choose reliving life and learning and growing over that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like that idea too. It was. It's kind of an. It gives. I think the especially that reading of it. That ending has so much more hope. Right. Which is good because, goddamn, there's a lot of wolf death and dog death at the end of this anime and just death in general. It's the bleakest freaking end. So bleak. Yes. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's a really a downer ending. Well, I mean, like before the reincarnation. Oh, you know, you're right. But I'm saying, I think once that reincarnation happens, I think that counteracts all the, the downerness. Mm-hmm. Other than we don't have any proof. I mean, headcanon, Quint as a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> Because Toboy's supposed to take care of Quint when Blue's not there. Oh, good point. Oh. Ooh. That's so good. You are, that aside. You, you, you are really doing it today, Bill. <laughs> I, thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> that is my basement. <laughs> that too. So, I hope the humans are out there in animal form. I guess we saw a few animals, didn't we? Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure, yeah, we saw like the cats, and we saw, I'm sure there was like other things that we saw. There was a spider. I wonder who the spider is. There was a spider. Ah. It's Jagara. <laughs> That'd be two levels down. That would be two levels down. But anywho. I don't know. I don't know who the spider would be. <laughs> Didn't Charlotte. think that far. It's Charlotte. Don't worry about it. Oh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, this that that all that is really neat. It adds an interesting level, like, kind of peering into how this might be sort of toying with, uh, like, storytelling with within the, the concepts and the confines of, of that religion. It's better than just assuming that Hub, Cher, and Quint are just, and Blue are just annihilated. Right. Yeah. That maybe, even though we just saw the wolves only, maybe they exist in some other form. Yep. Which I would want. I mean, Chezza wasn't a wolf, and she devolved into a plain plant. True. <laughs> Man, a lot of de-evolution going on. Uh, was she in the end, too, or am, I, or am I thinking of the opening credits scene? I think it might be getting the the actual end of the show and the opening mixed up. All you see at the end was a uh, a lunar flower. Just a plain 
simple white flower growing in an alley. Right. Anything else that you found in your research that you thought was really interesting or noteworthy? A lot of it says that Chez is supposed to be blind. Yes. Interesting. Are you picked I, up on that, Matt? I, I believe it's out, it might be pretty much out and out stated at some point in the show in an early episode. Okay. Well, I it was. I totally it. missed it or forgot it. Yeah, I must have missed that too. I'm pretty sure I remember it actually being in the show, but I did know that otherwise, one way or another. It kind of makes sense now that you say it, though. Like, just the way that she moves sometimes, the way that, like, just the look up, look in her eyes sometimes, like the, I don't want to say I, vacancy. Yeah. Right, the lack I thereof. I remember, I, I remember now, I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember now, I think it was when uh, when she got her pink boots. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think it was, it came up in, in that episode or around there. Like the fact that she couldn't see him? Or that she was avoiding stepping on rocks or something like that. I forget specifically, but I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Gotcha. I spent a lot of time making fun of the fact that she just hated them. <laughs> so that that might have been... <laughs> that's probably where I might not have heard that bit of information over We, we might have missed it at that, that point. Actually... Wasn't it? Didn't she like the boots, but she hated the uh, fur wrap or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah I don't that, think it was the full thing. That's about what the boots. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yes. She's so fashion forward. Very, especially for a plant lady. Right. Uh, the only other note I found two more notes, and they don't really fit nicely anywhere. Okay, just fire it away. They're the fan nickname for the twins, the twin women. Twin women. What twin yep. women? Uh, one was a joke I already made. Wait, who uh, the Hamana, women? Hamana, Hamana. Oh, those two end women. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Hamana, Hamana, Hamana. And uh, her counterpart, uh, the fan nickname for her counterpart was Juggera. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it's not wrong. <laughs> it's definitely not wrong. <laughs> Anything else, Bill? I guess at some point... We were supposed to understand that the power the wolves were using was alchemy. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. I guess the red or the pink energy, when the wolves do something, you kind of see their eyes take that color. Okay. Chez's eyes are that color because she's created by it. Okay. Yeah. And in that understanding of it, I mean, granted, Jagra and, and Darsha kind of do it too, where they say they use the alchemy to... Go to space, and you know she's using those circles to hold Kiba in place and whatnot, mm -hmm. and even Kiba busting out of the the Moonlight Crucible, right? Mm -hmm. And under that impression of it, I think you're supposed to understand that uh, Kiba actually used that lightning bolt that destroyed Darsha. Really? Like it wasn't him trying to cross in the paradise; it was actually Kiba stopping him by using that power. Huh? Interesting. I never would have seen it that way. In all honesty, no, me neither. Uh, here's a direct part of the link from, uh, TV Tropes. Okay. To talk about it. Uh, it says, Kiba and Darsha are shown using strange powers, uh, whenever their wolves' eyes widen or flash. Uh, Darsha is able to put people to sleep, and Kiba is able to summon super strength to break out of the bonds under the Moonlight Crucible. It also says, Kiba, who summoned up the Bolt of Alchemy to destroy Darsha and keep him from entering what he thought was paradise. Someone's watched this show a lot more often than we have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh I I never even noticed like the flickers of like like in the eyes and stuff. I didn't pick up on that at all. I know they kind of widen their eyes a little bit or Uh-huh. I'm going to have to go back and like watch that scene with like the lightning bolt thing and and Yeah, I don't remember that Kiba's 
flickering opening his eyes wide there. I'm going to have to check for that because that, that sounds really fascinating. And they do talk about the nobles using alchemy, you know, 200 years ago to do the nobles alchemy is how they did this and that. You're right. You're yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's got to be some sort of setup for like a full metal alchemist crossover or something. Well, again, to go back <laughs> to the well we always go to. Yes. My understanding of it was that the nobles you were wizards. Uh-huh. Using alchemy, they studied and prepared and uh-huh, used uh-huh. reagents for. Right. And the wolves are sorcerers, using, just naturally yeah. channeling it. Using D&D sort yes. of logic there. Of course, we always go back to D&D. Always. <laughs> I thought the natural power ones were shamans or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not World of Warcraft. Come on. Come on, Matt. Wow. Bill, thank you for all that information, actually. That's really fascinating shit. That You're was welcome. very very interesting. Thank you. That's so, so much better research than Josh. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't take much. One of the things that we do when we finish any series is that we... One of the things we like to do, at least, is to do a top five episodes. And I know that, for me, I, I was able to put together a top five episodes. I had no expectations for either of you to necessarily have to do the same, but... Uh, obviously, you could chime in if there's anything that you remember about your favorite episodes or even least favorite episodes, which is typically what Bill does, yep. is his least favorite episodes. I assume you didn't put one together for this, though, I don't believe, right? Four fucking recap episodes. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's four of the five right there. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right, so we got Bill's figured out. Uh, what's your fifth episode of that, too? You need, you need one more. We made fun of the, the forest of no escape or whatever we... <laughs> Was that one the forest of death or the forest of no return? That was the forest of death. Because they hit each other, yeah. right? Them and us hit each other. That the same was weird. Time, we so. had just done the episode about the forest of no return like two weeks before we did the ones like, oh, okay, we're kind of we're going to the forest of death. We gotta find someone else to name these things. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> You're right. I have to say though, <laughs> I I love that owl. I really do. What is your thoughts on the owl? Like, what do you think it was or represented? I assume you've heard my theory on it. Well, if it. If it specifically represents somebody, I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> God damn it. Nice. I, I, do, re- I, I do remember uh, when you talked about that episode. Uh, and mostly I just think of Chio-chan's father from Azamangadayo whenever I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Bill, you had said uh, that it was the old Darsha, right? I don't know this for sure, but one of the later episodes opens with a monologue. And that monologue sounds both in uh, the voice and in the uh, delivery, the cadence of the voice, sounds an awful like that owl. And if you turn on subtitles, subtitles which I always do, right, the speaker is listed as Darsha the first. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that owl is supposed to either be a karmically lost Darsha the first, or did he transform himself? Did he is he a ghost in owl form? Or does it mean nothing? I I guess I always uh, kind of figured it was something akin to a spirit guide. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah. Maybe maybe it was the uh, the old uh, Native American fellow. Like maybe that's the other crossover. It's the uh, it's the Native American man from Bebop. It makes sense. I th- there you go. That makes sense. So was Bebop a previous world uh, to this one? Probably not. I, but I'm well, I'm pretty sure Balto was. it's weird i don't know like that whole thing is confusing because the like you said the one character that appears in both but anywho all right we need we need to move on i did put together my top five okay favorite episodes from this and i cheated a little bit so so you'll, you'll you'll see when we get to number one 
Uh, I want to start with my number five favorite episode from uh, this anime, and that is episode 14, The Fallen Keep. And that would be the final climactic battle before we got the four filler episodes where we went over each of the different characters. Uh, this is the one where all shit kind of like hits the fan, where you have Darsha and Jagara and the wolves all fighting with each other, uh, essentially trying to, you know, all for their own kind of gains and, and purposes. The one where at the near the end, Quint accidentally shoots Blue when she jumps in the way. He's trying to shoot Kiba. Right. Uh, and she jumps in the way and stops the bullet. Um, with her body. Um, and, uh, it's also the one where everyone kind of gets captured and we're left on that cliffhanger before those clip shows. Hey, Bill. Yes. We did not talk about that. Before I finish my list, uh, one of, another thing that you found that I thought was really interesting that I don't think we've talked about on the anime. Now that I mentioned the clip episodes again and you've mentioned them is the reason behind the clip episodes. You've actually found out why they had four specific different episodes without any new content. Yes. Uh, you want to tell our fans, because this is something Matt might know, but I had no idea until you found this out. Well, I think there was. There's a, a couple different things listed. The first being, I guess there was some kind of a, a writer strike or animator strike going on at the time. But more to the point, and more interesting, while they were animating these episodes... That was right where the whole SARS thing was happening. And so people staying home, not wanting to go out, you know, freaking out over it, basically. Mm -hmm. They just didn't have the manpower and staff to write and animate and voice record the the episodes they wanted to. Did you know any of that, Matt? Because that was all new to me. Uh, Yeah, I uh, had known about that. That's It's just fascinating. I guess I just, I didn't think about, like, what specific outside factor would have caused four different clip episodes like that it's just so weird to me mm -hmm. yeah so i i thought that was fascinating yeah it was delays and having to work with what you got right in japan and anime like they they don't take breaks it's next week you need an episode all right so my number four episode my number four favorite episode is episode four actually scars in the wasteland and that's the one where it was like the first episode where something kind of cool happened as far as like not necessarily visually, but like something action-packed happened. That was the one where they're traveling through that sort of like wastelandy area, which is most of the episodes I know. Uh, and they found <laughs> all the like the old, the old technology uh, and those old robots, and they awoke uh, that like killer robot thing that they had to fight. The Trigun episode. Yeah. The, yes, yes, it was the Trigun episode. Murder machine with wolves. Yes, yep. yes, <laughs> I love that one. That was the one where Kiba like, broke off that giant chunk of, I think, stone or rock or whatever, and it impaled the thing. That was super badass. Uh, it was the first moment where I'm like, okay, the wolves are actually doing something. This is actually kind of cool. Yep. Um, so that had to make my top five list. Hmm. My number three is episode number 22, Pieces of a Shooting Star. Uh, that's the walrus fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the walrus fight. The walrus fight was so much fun. I always enjoyed that. It was also a level of, like, what the fuck is happening. Well, yeah. But it was fun. Oh, God, yes. And just seeing Toboe's death grip and being drugged under the water, it was it was super awesome. Yeah, that scrappy little Toboe finally pulling his weight. Actually, a lot more than his weight. I, a, a lot more than his weight, absolutely. See, my theory about the wolves being sorcerers. He cast Eye Bite. <laughs> Lord Almighty. My number two favorite episode is episode 13, Men's Lament. And that's the buddy episode with Quint and, uh... That's fair. With, uh, with Quint and Hub. Yeah, that's fair. Where yeah. they get, like, sh like 
you know, he gets ripped off for buying the car and the repairs. The car breaks down. There's the thing where he's like, let me drive, but he's like drunk or whatever. Yep. Uh, it was just such a just blast of an episode. I loved it. And that was the episode two where we got the flashbacks of Hub and Cher before the apocalypse stuff started happening and seeing bits of their marriage. And I thought all that was really good, too. Yeah. Agreed. Really good bits of storytelling. Agreed. And then my number one, this is where I cheated, uh, the OVA. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. I, 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 All together? I, yeah, I didn't want my, my top five to have, like, four OVA episodes on it, and, so I kind of cheated. And honestly, if you'd asked me my top five, I probably would have said, just start backwards and move. Just right. go backwards. Right. There's so many moments in the OVA that, for as bleak as it is, it's it definitely, I think, had a lot of momentum and got our attention in a, in a positive sort of way. Yes. Mm-hmm. The... The whole thing feels like it's working up to an actual ending with some substance. Right. Unlike episode 26, where you just got, like, the song and everyone's kind of just standing there. And you're like, okay, well, I I guess we're done. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So that's my top five. Matt, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, so if you don't have an answer, it's fine. Uh, Is there any specific memories or episodes that really stood out to you from this series that, like really makes it what it is or some of your favorites. You know, it's amazing. Your top five are my top five. <laughs> That's so weird. Wow. But <laughs> man. Any any episode uh, that features the Blue Quint relationship is a favorite of mine. Yep. I don't disagree with you. Those are probably the best moments in the entire anime. They 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 make a great a boy and his dog story, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's sweet. I I enjoy those two and their dynamic throughout the whole thing. Well, like I said early on in the show, I and I still believe it. I think if the POV had stayed on Hub, and our main characters were Hub, Quentin Blue, and and Cher, mm-hmm. and the wolves were just sort of this mysterious thing, and the nobles were this mysterious thing, it'd have been exponentially a better show. I would watch it. How hard would the impact have been? When Blue turns into one of them. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm all for it, too. Um, it's one of those things where I can understand why the Japanese audience, the traditional Japanese audience of this, and even the Western audience may not agree with that. Because it's wolves, and they can transform, and this is cool. And, cool. and And, I mean, you know, that... like, like, you know, Kiba, he's a badass, and Sume, he's a badass, and, you know, and then you got the horny one, and you got the kid one, and, you know, it's... <laughs> it's a furry, it's a furry's paradise. It is. Well, that's its own self, its own level of, yep. yeah. You know, I, I spent a lot of time on Twitter. Once a week, I go on there and I search for Excel Saga, Trigun, Lotus War, hmm. um, all the animes that we've covered. Then I find some cool fan art and I like to like and sometimes, like, you know, uh, retweet. And, yeah, I've noticed. Sure. Oh, there are some things that I skip over in my retweeting, especially when you look for Wolf's Rain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh no. Ooh, sounds yiffy. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of glomping going on. <laughs> so I think that about does it for for Wolf's Rain. Let's start with any closing final comments uh, as we kind of put this series and this season to bed, and we move on, and we'll get to our announcement for what we're doing for season five as well. Bill, what are your final thoughts uh, about Wolf's Rain? Anything you want to kind of close up with? Tons of work went into it there's tons of potential it's not a waste of your time as long as you have access to the ova 
and don't even try to watch the recap episode. Yeah. Yeah, skip them. Uh, there was a reason why the um, you know the original American release skipped over those in broadcast. I tried to be thorough about it and watch them, and I made it like into the halfway through the second one. And I just I couldn't do it. See, I was lucky. I I, I skipped over because I knew they were coming, and I remembered them being terrible. Yeah, it's a little too endless. Eight from uh, Haruhi Suzumiya. That was a reference I don't get, but I'm going to take your word for it. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a a quick question though if you don't yeah mind. go yeah. for it do you find uh, that it was easier to identify with our main characters and the problems in wolf or human form what do you think i think they intentionally stayed in human form even when there weren't humans around so the audience would relate to them more i buy that okay although i have greater empathy for animals than i do people mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm definitely one of those people that can watch a horror movie and there are body parts and splatter and I'm laughing the whole time. Here's the, here's the, uh, the perfect example to show you. Have you seen the Stephen King movie, the mist? I have not. It's got a real downer ending. Yes, it does. Supposedly a real downer ending. It, no, it is. <laughs> I laughed my ass off. <sighs> I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Yes. That's the kind of person you are. Um, but if a dog gets hurt in a show, I can't handle like it's that the, the Futurama episode you can't watch. Oh God. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Jurassic yeah. Bark, I just fuck I can't watch that. <laughs> Even the that dog's purpose thing you saw the other day. Yes, the one when I was at the drive in and yep. like uh, Caddy Corner I could see Dog's Purpose playing and I'm like, I can't even hear the audio and I'm like, I hate this I, movie. I took my daughter to see something and I, I was sitting in the as the previews are playing and I'm just like not looking at the screen because <sighs> So that out of the way, I think I could relate to the human forms better. But when something bad happened to them and they were in animal form it hit me harder. Mm-hmm. You know, Toboy dragging himself. Oh, and God. That hurt yeah. a lot more, like, than Kid Toboy doing it. I would be like, whatever. Yeah. All right. There there was an interesting bit of storytelling in the way that they would go back and forth throughout this anime of the use of wolf form versus human form. And I think, for the most part, it was done well. It was done with a deft hand. Right. Um, you know, moments like the one you just mentioned when Toboe passes away. Right. You know, you see him get up in stagger in human form, but once he gets over to Quent and knowing Quent's relationship with Blue, of course we had to see him in that moment as a wolf. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you know, in moments where Or even know, the former one where uh Toboe was keeping Quint warm and keeping him alive. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the the big reveal of Blue being a wolf and not just a dog, right? And, you know, that in the moment of seeing her as a human was really important and significant in, with storytelling. I think they did a good job both ways to to make us kind of understand Use who they are. Use whichever form was appropriate for what they're trying yes. to get across. Yes, I think that was done extremely well. It was. So you asked yeah. the question, Matt. So what, what about you? Which one did you relate to more? Uh, well, I'm... On the same page as you, Bill, but a little less that far, I suppose. You're not a conferred misanthrope, <laughs> right? Fair not, not not completely, not completely. Despite as many experiences that uh, should probably make me a little more that way. Overall, I really like the stuff where in wolf form better than the human form. I can see that. Yeah. So I suppose uh, that would be my answer. Okay. Yeah. Totally makes sense.
so oh uh yes beg your pardon uh we haven't talked about the music in the show oh oh you mean the greatest theme song that's ever been written <laughs> ever uh you like like this God damn, I love that song. Oh, uh, it's a great song. Wonderful song. Ah, I listen to it all the time, actually. I, like, I, uh, there's like four songs off that whole soundtrack that I put on my regular rotation on my phone, and it's that's one of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, I have the collector's uh, edition that came with, I think, the, the first episode, the box. Uh, the box I think I threw away because it was, it was falling just complete shit apart. Um, it came with the soundtrack. Uh, and it came with a little plush Kiba. Oh. And I have all those. I thought I thought, I thought about doing a giveaway, but I was like, I can't get rid of that Kiba. It's too adorable. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it. that soundtrack is a really good soundtrack. Well, it is. And it wasn't he the same one that the music for Bebop? She. She? Yes. She I didn't, yes. Yep. I did not realize that. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And, and if you want to go a little further back to Trigun, the, uh, the guy for the who did the Trigun theme, is uh, her guitarist. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yep. I didn't huh. know that. I guess I kept hearing Yoko Kano. I didn't gender that. I guess I did gender that name. But well, not. right, just in the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I retweeted on her Twitter. Um, someone had posted about like her career, a really interesting article. So I'll try to find that and share that with you privately. I guess it was because the the lyrics are sung. Right. Yes. You're not thinking about the person creating the music. You're yeah. thinking about the vocalist. Yeah. Which is which I can't remember his name, but we talked about him before. Yeah. This, yep. The American singer who has worked with Yoko Kano. Yep. On the music for this. Song. Bill Bill Conti. That's his name. I couldn't remember his name. I, I we talked about it in episode one. I just it's been a while since so we talked about him. Yeah. After this show came out, I sought out uh, every uh, bit of anime music he contributed to. I don't blame you. He's really really good. He is. That's ironic because I used to do certain performances that are named Bill Picante. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking That's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, saucy man. Oh God, Matt, <laughs> I, save us. I uh, love these I love these dad jokes. Uh, Matt, um, uh, I used to tell dad jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's dead now, so I can't. Oh, stop <laughs> it. That's so mad. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. Hey, Matt. Yes. Other final thoughts with regards to Wolf Street? I would still choose it as a, my go-to snowed-in anime. Okay. Snowed in, <laughs> in the mountains, in a cabin, can't get out, I watch an episode of the show, maybe go out and look at the snow-covered desolation, and then go back <laughs> in and contemplate life, and and uh, do that for uh, 26 weeks or so. <laughs> that sounds like a great way to spend... Hopefully not the last moments of your life That's, stuck in a cabin. Uh, probably a better plan than uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, I have to say that because uh, through through uh, the illuminating research that Bill has done, that and kind of an ending doesn't seem all that bad anymore. No, definitely not. Nope. I would agree. I guess my final thoughts is just it's interesting how going into this anime... And rewatching it again, like how my perceptions can change so much. There are certain anime where that, like, nothing ever changes, like mm-hmm. your percep- your perception of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, if I did deign to ever go back and rewatch Gurren Lagann, maybe just maybe I would find some things that I 
could attach myself to now that I know where the story's going. In a positive way, you could say the same about Trigun. Vash mm-hmm. is the same person at the end that he was at the beginning. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the trick of that show was how does Vash resolve this without changing who he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's 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 the hard hard part: staying true to yourself despite all odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's an anime that, especially like you know, from a personal standpoint, it's something that you know I shared that experience with my you know now ex-husband, right? Like I'm not going to go too in detail about that, but it's interesting finishing and going back over that. And, 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 and thinking about the connections that I personally had with a piece of media and how pieces of media, it's, you know, it's, it's something that everyone can relate to on some level, you know, like you have something that was an important part of your relationship with someone, a family member, a friend, um, you know, a, a significant other who that relationship has changed or that person has passed on or something. And it's, it's tough to watch because yeah. of that. And I think, you know, for me, rewatching especially the OVA aspects, you know, I, I made it very clear. I cried a lot watching right. the OVA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where I know part of that probably has to do with my own emotional attachments and, and significance of this piece of media. It doesn't help that it's a sad piece of media on top of it. Right. A hundred percent. So yeah. it has been a really interesting thing to re-experience. It's interesting to see how... My perceptions of characters, situations, story can change with rewatching. And I, I go back to that comment that you made, Bill, of maybe this is an anime that's meant to be just like reincarnation starting over, rewatched again and get different things from. Right. Like maybe that's part of the storytelling itself. Yep. I think so. I think it, it makes it it'd be kind of a high art concept to do it that way, but I, I'm not entirely sure it's not. Me neither. All right. Before we close up, Bill. Hi. Uh, we are officially done with season four of tuning japanese uh this episode's run pretty long so what i think i'll do is i'll probably uh wait and you'll this will be released obviously when you hear it on the fourth of july uh pending anything that might get in the way and then we'll release on the 11th then a blooper episode on its own so we'll probably do a couple of like little in-between reviews to give us some time to build up you know and get ready for our next series but it is season five. Yes. Uh, we had gone in a traditional order of myself, then you, then Josh, myself, then you, then Josh, uh, which means that Wolf String was mine, which means it's your turn. It uh, is my turn. To pick a series. I would like to prepare for just one moment. I've been excited to hear what this is going to be. Let me, let me <laughs> find my center, find my center, <laughs> and go. Okay, Bill, so what is going to be our anime for season five of Toonie Japanese? Well, I can guarantee you're not going to cry as much this time. Okay, I like that. I want something, Bill, I want something uplifting. I want something maybe I could laugh at, like an Excel saga. You want something, uh, something a little punchy? I do like punchy. Like, Punchy's like, good. Uh-oh. What if it's just, just that one punch? Man, that would be so cool. <laughs> that, that, that seems like an underwhelming sort of thing. Like, like, who could just, like, wh- like why would you just punch one time? Because that's all you need when you're a one-punch man. <gasps> Nice. <laughs> awesome, so we're awesome, gonna tackle awesome. One Punch Man. We are. We are. Oh, oh. Work on your block. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Not uh, the face. I, I will tell you, <laughs> this is gonna be one of those animes where I go in completely blind because I myself have never seen One Punch Man. Bill, you are, as we have made very clear on the show, uh, the least anime fan-ish person on the show. I am. You know, when you brought us Trigun, obviously you picked something that. You very much enjoyed that you watched as yep. part of the genre. 
before, without talking too much about it, because we'll get into it when we start the review, right. um, what kind of draws you, what, what drew your decision to One Punch Man? Um, a lot of it had to do uh, with our friends over at the Reanimator podcast. Okay. Uh, they spent an episode dedicated to talking about One Punch Man. And I admittedly thought, that seems kind of boring. I don't know why I would watch that. <laughs> right. That For <laughs> me, that's my that's my understanding of it. Because um, I don't like what, shonen anime. Yes, I, the, I think it kind of would fit kind of into that shonen sort of category well, in some a, ways. Yeah. Uh, realizing that it's a parody of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all the things I don't like about anime, modern anime, yeah. that they are making fun of on that show. Yes. Nice. And uh, so I watched it as the uh, the reanimator guys right after that episode aired. And this was like a year ago. Yes. I went ahead and watched it. And I loved it. And at the time, it was only subtitled, so it didn't really fit our criteria. Right. The dub has come out, mm-hmm. and we are skirting our rules just a little bit. We are. I already had it picked before the second season started to air. And I guess the one thing that I think makes it still okay by our criteria, at least I think it's okay by our criteria, is that it's a 13-episode first season, correct? Correct. So what's it going to hurt to do another 26 episodes, two-season run, uh, you know, technically, of the show? Yeah. Yep. So. All right. So what do you think, Matt? Are you excited? Oh, I am very excited. <laughs> this is a great show, and I there's one character that I just can't wait for you to fall in love with, Andy. Okay, uh, that's I'm very is it, interesting. Uh, is it Moomin Rider? It is Moomin Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what any of those words mean, but I'm interested to see what that is. <laughs> we'll know that I am a fan of Common Rider. Oh, well, fair. Okay, okay. Well, I guess we'll find that out. When we start season five over the course of the next few weeks. Hey, let's do one last thing before we close. Oh, okay. Last thing. Let's place. Can I get my clothes on? Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, please. Please okay. do. Please do. Good. We usually try to rank, I kind of have our own personal sort of rankings of where these animes sort of lie with one another, uh, that we've reviewed. And thus far, we've reviewed obviously Excel Saga, Trigun, Gurren Lagan, The Record of Lotus War, uh, OVA. I think that counts. We did all 13 episodes of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as now, uh, Wolf's Reign. So, if we had to rank our, from bottom, or from top to bottom favorites, where would they be? And I think I've got mine already, so I can start if you guys want. Yeah, because I think I need a... Go ahead. Uh, of the ones that we've covered, I think, obviously, I'm still gonna put Trigun at the top. I think Agreed. of the five different animes, Trigun still holds up as the most interesting story. It has, I think, some of the best and most colorful characters that, you know, and just the kind of grouping of those characters. Uh, and I think, in general, it is the best put-together story. Below that, I probably would place, and this is just a personal preference because I love this anime so much, I probably would put uh, the record of Lotus War OVA. We know that it has its faults, but for the most part, it's one of those ones where I had all six you know, VHS tapes of it, and I would rewatch those things over and over and over and over again, and it was a big influence to me in my love of anime and uh, fantasy. So uh, I have to put that a second. Third is going to be a little tough. I think I'm going to place Wolf's Reign at third. My list is yours immediately. Like, yeah, I, I, the, 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 only, the only thing that I'm, I, I kind of falter at is I kind of wanted to almost put Excel Saga above... Uh-huh. Wolf's Reign, but I think I'm going to put Wolf's Reign at number three just because of the storytelling and the art, in all honesty, and the music. Yeah. Sure. All of that. Uh, I'm going to put Excel Saga at number four. I have I have a, a really, obviously, a soft place in my heart for Excel and the zaniness of that anime. It 
definitely makes me laugh. I've, you know, we quote it quite a bit. We quote it all the time. Um, the fact I still am floored by the fact that we had a chance to, to sit down and talk with Jessica Calvello. Um, just everything about that just is so awesome. And then obviously for me personally, I'm going to put Gurren Lagan at the bottom, Ooh. uh, because I didn't love Gurren Lagan and I still don't love Gurren Lagan. There's things I like about Gurren Lagan, but I, sorry, Josh, I, I just don't. <laughs> so, you're gonna, don't. so you're going to, so you're going to Gurren log off. I'm yes. going to Gurren log off. You yeah. are 100% correct. Uh, Bill, is that your list? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was sitting here make, working on my list as we started talking about it. Yeah, them. Bill's is literally the exact same. <laughs> wow. That's great. Hey, Matt, if you had to kind of rank those, where would you rank them? Uh, well, I would uh, also put Trigun as at the top of that list. Shocked I am. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> even, even, though I, even though I still consider the uh, the the manga to be worlds and worlds better than the anime the anime is still amazing and mm-hmm. still has a top spot there and uh below that uh i think i would uh put excel saga there actually because really so much fun with that show and i oh my god and uh rewatch it i probably rewatch it a lot because uh, i've got the original dvd releases which had the uh cultural note pop-up video kind of thing those with it Oh, that was my oh my god! That was one of my favorite things. That episode with Josh, where I, I came with all of those pop up cultural like notes. That one episode, and, and was pissing them off. I legitimately pissed them off uh, because I was I was getting all that research in on them. Yeah, though those are awesome. Like those original, I have those original releases as well. Uh, it's those, like shooting fish in a barrel to piss Josh off. Well, that's true. <laughs> fun. Um, it, yes, fun. Yes, that's that's the right answer. Okay, so Excel Saga number two. I do not. I, I get it. I totally get it because I love Excel. Uh, what's your third? Uh, I think I'll put I'll put uh, I'll put Wolf's Rain there. Okay. Okay. For, for all the things we talked about this episode, uh, and that leaves Gurren Lagann and Lotus War. Uh, Gurren Lagann back below there. Uh, Lotus War I have not seen in ages and ages. I remember practically nothing about it. it so uh, I'm gonna have to leave that one off. To touch our gamer roots, there. Uh huh. We played in Lodos all, for like three years. Yeah, no, the world that I created in Dungeons and Dragons back in high school was very, very, very heavily. I mean, literally, it was I pulled the city names and the characters from Lodos yeah. and and kind of infused it. And over time, obviously, made changes. So and... even as a fan, I have more interest in. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- instead of a fan of the anime, I have even more attachment to the world ashram and Pirates and parn and mm-hmm. Deedlet and yeah i mean i killed Pirates. yeah it's true you did in that world <laughs> absolutely so it's one of those things where i think we have that definitely that connection yep yeah i've seen the longer tv series more often than i have the ovas that one i'm i'm, I'm still like but it's not i have problems with that one but we thought about doing that as a yeah as a, a season. season yeah we, uh, we might eventually get to that yeah. yeah it's a bit long it does have crispin freeman in it it does have Crispin Freeman. Uh, I just love the, the the little chibi episodes. Those are my favorite thing. <laughs> yes, I made a whole music <laughs> video off of those uh, once. You're going to have to share that if you still have that. It's on YouTube. That, so. That's required. All right, so we got to get out of here, literally, because we were supposed to start our uh, friend's D&D game a little bit ago, but that's okay. Five minutes ago. That's fine. Oop. He can wait. Uh, no, you're good. So let's go ahead and let's close up shop. Hey, Matt. Hello. Do you want to take us out of here? I hope I get less annoying over time. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am part wolf, part man, all love machine. My name is Andy. Matt's already less annoying than Josh, so score. I'm Bill. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, fuck, I had nerd news this time. Oh, crap. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baird.